Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christos Anesti. Christ is risen. And the Messiah Hakam. Alright. Alright, great. Truly, truly, it is a joyous season in our church as we are together enjoying the services and celebrating our Lord's resurrection. And as we'll announce after the, the sermon, we'll have a party today and and we're, you know, we're together and we're eating and we're having a good time. And today's gospel is a very, very important gospel as it gives us the path for the next 50 days. We call these 50 days the joyous 50 as we are very joyful and we are happy. And as you see in the church, every Sunday for the 50 days we will have a procession, a zephyr around the church because we are joyful and we are happy. And we can see the banners in the church, they are white. So we're having a very, very good time. We're very, very happy. But we don't want to lose what we have gained during our Lenten season. We don't want to lose what we gained during Basra. So this gospel gives us an example, many, many examples of how we can hold on to what we have gained. And it starts with Christ standing in the midst of his disciples while the door is shut and locked. And he says, peace, be still, have peace. And after his resurrection, our Lord, before his ascension to heaven, our Lord, he made a series of appearances. And as we'll see as we read along uh, throughout the Holy 50 Days, for the purpose of strengthening their faith. Right? He came these 40 days, these 40 days before ascension, so that he can strengthen, strengthen them and edify them and to give them joy and to console them because they were really, really upset. They were scared. And how the disciples in general, and especially Thomas today, how they reacted and how they responded to these visitations teaches us something very, very important about these joyous and 50 days. And we want to start with the first example that we celebrated this past Monday uh, when the two disciples were walking to Emmaus and the Lord appeared to them. And he was hidden from them who he truly was. And as they were walking and talking and he's telling them, you know, what's going on? And they're looking at him and they're very surprised. And they're like, how is it that you have no idea what's going on? Are you the only person in all of Jerusalem who hasn't, who doesn't know what's going on, what happened? So he says to them, there's a line he says to them, he says, Oh foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ have suffered these things to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures, all the things concerning himself. So we see from the very, very beginning, the disciples, they were lost. They had no idea what was going on. They were like, oh, he was here and now he's gone and we don't know what to do. And if we fast forward a bit in this story, they wanted him to stay with them. And it says, after they have broken bread, now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, and he took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. Sound familiar? Right? When did he do this before? Last Supper, right? So this is what, technically? What did they do? What did they have? Communion. Right? They had communion. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. And it's important to highlight this because if it wasn't for communion, they weren't going to have their eyes opened. 
And we too, if we stay away from communion, our eyes will remain shut, even after the joy of resurrection. So we don't want to be lazy and we don't want to think to ourselves, ah, we were here all of Basha, we were here you know, for all of Lent, the weekday liturgies, we're going to relax a little bit. Because by nature already, we're already a little bit relaxed, right? We're not fasting, the prayers have calmed down, we're not using the Agbeya, we're calmed a little bit. So we have to be very, very careful to not lose what we've gained. And even before this, if you read Mark chapter 16, right at the beginning when our Lord rose from the dead, it says, she went, Mary Magdalene, talking about Mary Magdalene, she went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. And when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. They did not believe right away. So even though today is about Thomas, the others believed because they saw him and he didn't. In the beginning, they didn't believe. And the two disciples, they didn't believe either. They said, oh, Christ was, he was here, it was great, but now he's gone and we don't know what to do. And this is why he calls them, oh foolish ones, do you not know? Do you not know what was written about me? So they had a hard time understanding. And this is the state that we're in sometimes after the resurrection. A state of confusion and not knowing what comes next. Uh, we were here every day for Basha, we were here all the time for Lent, and now... What do we do with ourselves? We don't know what to do, right? We come off this spiritual high from Lent, being in church every day, as we said. We eat whatever we want, we're relaxed. And here is an opportunity for the devil to play with our minds. To play with our minds. And he plays with our minds and our heart, and he sees, because we're a bit relaxed, his goal is to take away what we have gained these 55 days. And there's a story of St. Macarius the Great. He was in the desert, you know, after the Feast of the Resurrection, and as you know, in Egypt, in the desert, it's really, really hot. So he saw one, someone walking by with a really, really large coat. Really large coat. So he wanted to understand, how is this guy walking around? It's 110 degrees. How is he walking around with this coat? So he goes to him, and he says, you know, you look familiar. Who are you? And he says, no, 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 you know me really well. I'm the devil. Yeah, I'm the devil. He says, what are you doing here? And he said, oh, I'm walking around, and, uh, you know, I'm walking around ready to, to mess people up during, during this time. So he says to him, what's up with the coat? So he opens up the coat, and in the coat he has all kinds of pots and pans and contraptions and devices. And he said, this one is lust, this one is anger, this one is pride, this one is envy, this one is confusion, this one is frustration. And I walk around the desert and I go to the monks after, after the Lent, because now that they're eating and they're, they're kind of relaxed a little bit, I try, to, I try to play with them. I see who I can play with. So during these 50 days, we are joyous, but we also have to be on guard. Because Satan is roaring, walking around, roaring like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. That doesn't change. That's always going on. Right? Especially during this time. So we have to be very, very careful. And then we come to today. Today's gospel, Christ comes in and the door is shut and the disciples are together. And if we read, they're together and assembled. Why? Why? What was that next line? They're assembled. Why? Hmm? They were afraid from fear of the Jews. They were afraid. And if you think about it, why would they be afraid? Christ is risen from the dead, right? We're happy. We're not afraid. No one, anyone afraid? We're happy. We're not afraid. Because again, they had a hard time believing. They didn't understand what was going on. And he comes and he says, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And he said this, he breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit. So, of course, Thomas was not with them. And when he comes back, comes back he says, unless I see his hands and print of the nails and put my finger on the point of his nails and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. I will not believe. And St. Gregory the Great has a wonderful contemplation about this. I want to share with you. It's a bit long, so we'll dissect it. But it's very, very beautiful, and it's, it's the best thing that we can read about today. 
St. Gregory the Great says, the disbelief of Thomas has done more for our faith than the faith of the other disciples. I'll read that again. The disbelief of Thomas has done more for our faith than the faith of the other disciples. He continues, says, Dearly beloved, what do you see in these events? Do you really believe that it was by chance that this chosen disciple was absent, then came and heard, heard and doubted, then doubted and touched, touched and believed? It's not by accident. God ordained this to be so. And St. Gregory the Great continues and says, It's not by chance, but in God's providence. In a marvelous way, God's mercy arranged that the disbelieving disciple, in touching the wounds of his master's body, should heal our wounds of disbelief. Our wounds of disbelief. And he repeats, The disbelief of Thomas has done more for our faith than the faith of the other disciples. As he touches Christ and is won over to belief, every doubt is cast aside and our faith is strengthened. So the disciple who doubted then felt Christ's womb becomes, wounds excuse me, becomes a witness to the reality of the resurrection. Touching Christ, he cried out. What did he cry out? What did he say? My what? No. My Lord and my God. Yes, exactly. He said, my Lord and my God. So look at what St. Gregory has to say about this. So Jesus said to him, because you have seen me, Thomas, you have believed. St. Paul said, faith is the guarantee of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. It is clear then that faith is proof of what cannot be seen. What is What seen gives knowledge and not faith. But when Thomas saw and touched, why was he told you have believed because you have seen me? Because what he saw and what he believed were two different things. Okay? God cannot be seen by mortal men. Thomas saw a human being whom he acknowledged to be God and said, My Lord and my God. Of course, his divinity, pardon enough from his humanity, we're looking at God and man. But he is looking at man in front of him and then he yells out, My Lord and my God. Seeing, he believed. Looking at one who was true man, he cried out that this was God, the God he could not see. What follows is reason for great joy for all of us, on top of the joy of the 50 days. Blessed are those who have not seen yet believed. And saying, this is all St. Gregory still. He's saying, there is a particular reference to ourselves here. We hold in our hearts one we have not seen in the flesh. Every single one of us here today, we hold one in our hearts we have not seen in the flesh and we believe. So we are included in these words, but only if we follow up our faith with good works. St. Gregory continues and says, The true believer practices what he believes, but of those who pay only lip service of faith, Paul has this to say, They profess to know God, but they deny Him in their works. Therefore, James says, Faith without works is dead. So we believe and we're happy these joyous 50 days. We believe, truly He is risen, absolutely. Faith, we know it. But what about the works to go along with these faith? So we have our work these 50 days. And what is it, our work? Christ says, peace to you. So if we feel a little bit lost, if we feel a little bit stuck, if we feel like resurrection has come and gone and I'm still the same person, I'm still dealing with the same sins, if I'm still, uh, maybe bad words are coming out of my mouth and I was hoping to lose this during Lent and I didn't. Whatever the case may be, Christ comes and says, peace. Have peace. Peace be with you. 
reach and touch my side and be believing. Even though the resurrection has passed, I want you to be joyous these 50 days. So Christ is telling us to reach and to touch Him. And we must reach and touch to end our troubles and to end our lack of faith and to get out of being stuck in any sin that we are suffering from. And we must do that to reach these 50 days, to reach His, his wounds. So these 50 days, what we want to do is we want to make a rule for ourselves. We don't want to just enjoy the food and be lax. We want to be believing. St. Paul in Romans tells us, For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate to do, that I what? I do. Right? And sometimes we feel like this. We try to put away sin, but we can't. So these joyous 50 days, we don't want to be lazy. We want to stand up for prayer. We want to come to every single liturgy. The church in general calls this day the anti-Pascha. You know, or low Sunday because after such a high Sunday last week and, and everyone is in resurrection this week people you know they kind of even go on vacation people go on vacation and they, and they say it's okay if we miss that first Sunday we were in church you know all of Basra but no we don't want to miss church we don't want to miss communion remember the two disciples their eyes were closed after the resurrection until they took communion and so even though we are joyous these 50 days, our eyes will remain closed if we do not continue our spiritual struggle, if we do not continue to pray, if we do not continue to take communion, if we do not continue to struggle against sin. So these 50 days, let us make a rule for ourselves that we will pray, that we will continue to forgive those who upset us and ask for forgiveness and not to hold grudges. Let us ask about everyone, those who didn't make it to church. Let us find out if they're okay. Let us send a text message to someone who we know might need it. Reach out to someone who you know hasn't been to church in a while and who needs maybe a friend. The fathers tell us, about Elijah tells us, what is the sin, what is sin able to do where repentance is found? And what will love profit where there is pride? We don't want to lose, again, what we've gained these 55 days. And His Holiness Pope Shenouda III says, My beloved brethren and children, if we then speak of the resurrection, we remember eternity and our eternal destiny. Let us then prepare for it by strengthening our spirits and walking in the spirit these 50 days. So, these 50 days then, we will continue to march home. We will continue to pray and to take communion and to struggle. We are joyous, of course, but we want to hold on and remember that Satan is still on the prowl and he wants to attack us. So let us not be unbelieving, but believing. As Christ tells Thomas, for there is a blessing for us. May God give us the strength and the power to fight these 50 days and to enjoy these 50 days. And may his joy and the joy of the resurrection always be in our hearts. And glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.